This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Slifka. Today we got a special guest, Cody Henley. Let's bring him on in. How you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. How are you? Yeah. Doing great, doing great. I got a tournament this two, yeah, upcoming weekend. So yeah, kind of getting prepared you for have a um, this weekend. Gen- yeah, Geneva Lake. It's for the local club. But oh, cool. Geneva Lake, Wisconsin, but the weather is looking kind of nasty. And but <laughs> so it's gonna be a fun one, man. But so uh, just to get started, just kind of for people who don't know you already, you just kind of want to give a background on yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been uh, tournament fishing for 2000. I, my first ever tournament was in 2019. Um, and that was just a local trail. I stayed in that local trail that year. I d- actually didn't sign up to be a member. I didn't know all all the details of what I needed to do. So I, I couldn't fish their state championship so i was kind of bummed about that but the next year i signed up i became a member and the next two years i uh won angler of the year that was 2020 and 2021 and then at the end of 2021 i decided to go a little bit i started to hear about the national scene i uh went and fished a couple kbf trails well, I actually fished just one in Clear Lake, and uh, there was a triple event there because the West Coast didn't get a lot of yep. attention. So uh, I actually took a first, a fourth, and a ninth, and that was enough to put me in like, I think, I want to say like 37th 
at one point I was in 17th, but I dropped down to 37th, I think, after Kentucky Lake. There was a few other tournaments going on. And uh, going into the national championship, I was sitting in 37th. And I guess I did decent enough there to make it to the DZ top 10. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing ever since, man. Nice, nice. That's good, man. Um, so today I wanted to bring you on. Well, I've been watching most a lot of your YouTube stuff. I've been watching. And I just wanted to bring you on to kind of talk about the mindset and what goes through your mind as you're fishing these tournaments. Obviously, you've had some success. We've had a lot of success recently. But uh, you said you kind of had a rough tournament this past weekend. So did you want to kind of go into what your mindset was going into that tournament? Yeah, absolutely, dude. So, I mean, <clears throat> mindset going into Broken Bow, I know I was only fishing three Hobie events. I fished the Toledo Bend. I took second in it. And um, I knew I had Broken Bow, and I was looking at Lake Dardanelle. And um, I'm like, okay, what what do I need to do? So I had been – dude, I had been studying that map on Google Maps, going back all the way from – 1984 to 2021 <laughs> every single year and looking at the lake being drawn down drawn up just so many different things and uh with it being a clear lake fishery that's all there is in utah so i was like okay i like dirty water personally so uh, my my goal was to go up river and uh test that out up there well, as soon as I got on the main lake, it was like 75 degrees, 80, about 82 by the end of the day. So I knew everything was postponed. The river would be even worse because typically for me, the river warms up quicker in some areas and sometimes not. So the way that I looked at it was, okay, I'll just go. Well, when I went to the main lake, I found a really good bite, which every single body did. It was, it was Every single fish was 16, 17, 18 inches. Just, you just had to cut through so many fish. Uh, the first two days, I caught everything on a buzz bait. And uh, going into the tournament, I planned to throw a good bit of top water. And uh, I just couldn't put the buzz bait down, man. And it, it, and it messed me up. I'm not going to lie. It really messed me up. I think that tournament preparation kind of goes into that you know preparing like yeah. okay i'm gonna throw this i'm gonna throw this i'm gonna do this and i i did a terrible job you know preparing myself going into this tournament because that bite held up for two three days but as soon as tournament day hit they shut the water down on the dam they shut everything down there's no more current there's no more nothing and that bite completely changed and going back to the mindset of preparing for a tournament i did not do the things that I should have done. And um, I will say like, I found a little river system coming into the lake and uh, all my other stuff was like eight miles on the other side of the lake. But this one area, I found this one cove and these one set of trees that were sitting in like five, six feet of water. Well, I found the biggest bass I've ever seen in my life. And people probably won't believe me, but easily 26 inches. Like I tried to get a board that was 30 because I knew that it was bigger than my board. And she was guarding fry. I, I say she, it was very weird that it was a female guarding fry, but there were fry behind her. And she stayed there for two and a half, three days. And uh, to the right of her was another 20 something. And then there was two 18s on the other side. Everywhere else on the lake was 82 degrees by the end of the day. By the end of the day, in that cove up that creek bend was around 72. 
So I think it was like really like obviously there's different stages across the whole lake, you know? Yeah. And there's different stages of spawners, but I was like, I have found something special. And I sat there and guarded it for two days. So instead of me going and what I should have done, I should have went and searched the rest of the lake or at least found something nearby. But I was just so scared that someone else was going to stumble upon it because it was literally so clear. It was hard not to see her. And uh, I threw a buzz bait into her the first time and she came up and just slammed it. And I, I, I dude, it was so hard. I, I clicked my button and let her spool me and she took off with it and she finally spit it. I'm like, it hurts so bad, but I mean, that's tournament fishing, man. Yeah. I, like, I got to save her. I got to yeah. save her. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're saying you should have, you should have kind of spread out and kind of, looked for more areas versus just holding on to did you end up catching that fish during tournament day no the <laughs> water dropped and by the time that i was there during tournament morning where they were it was out of water the water dropped oh, six wow. feet from the moment i found her until tournament day but i still thought she would have been there just pulled off a little bit yeah. but she wasn't man I, I spent five six hours fan casting saturday morning and finally, after only catching a few cookie cutters in there, I'm like, I got to see if she's even still here. And I zoomed past her and just kind of stood up, and uh, she wasn't there. None of them were there. Not a single one of those big fish that I'd found were there. I'm like – so then I started fishing the drop-off right there, and I, I caught quite a few smallmouth, but none of those largies that I was looking for. So you went into it expecting those fish and only those fish and then kind of – Got screwed yep. by the conditions. Yep. So my plan was to fish there day one and have an epic day. I was hoping for at least 95, 95 inches. Yeah. And uh, I was going to go launch at the other side of the lake the next day and uh, run up their lake a pretty good ways. But when that threw me off, I'm like, oh, man, what do I do now? So, yeah, yeah it would just and, – and that's that's fishing, man. I mean, you obviously can't win them all, but oh yeah, I got oh. smacked this weekend, yeah. so to say. <laughs> So did you did you kind of scramble on day one for or you just stayed in that area and kind of just so got what you got? I would say I would say I scrambled if we're being honest because that's the only thing that I had was that cove. So I started to expand on that, and there was literally like two kayaks over there that I crossed paths with. On the other side, it was bombarded, and that's that was close to where it was. One was on the other side. So I think it was really just a mind game, to be honest with you, man. I'm like, there's no one here. Like, why? What? What am I? I need to slow down. What I didn't, I, where I was fishing, there was no jerk bait by it. But on the other side, there was, and I zoomed over there. I didn't even bring my jerk bait rod with me on day one. I didn't bring any jerk baits in anything. I'm like, ah, oh, dude. And I just straight up screwed myself. If we're being a hundred percent honest, yeah. man. But I mean. Day two came around. I just said, hey, I'm going to fish, and hopefully I'll come across something cool. And uh, I literally launched at the ramp and went maybe 20 yards and started fishing. You know, and day two went really well. I, I say it went well. I was more relaxed. I was chilled out. And uh, I found this underwater island, and I was throwing a wacky Cinco. And, man, I pulled up 30 fish and finally started getting some upgrades, hooked up to two studs. And I couldn't get my drag loosened up quick enough. And they just started spooling me. And uh, it just spit it out. I caught like a 37-inch drum. So, yeah, the wind picked up. And that wacky rig bike kind of was hard. I started dragging a jig on that point 
on that point of the underwater island. And the wind was just too bad, man. And I don't know if I just got lazy, like, hey, I'm kind of out of it. I got a 22-hour drive home. Let's let's just start getting it wrapped up. So I think I put up 80, right at 79 inches on day one and 78 on day two. Yeah. So not good uh, enough to win. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think when I looked, it was like 60th place, I think. But that's still still good. Still good considering uh, there was 175, 76 people out there, man. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So yeah, man, it was close. It was super yeah. close. Like, I was at pretty much 80 inches on day one, and then the first place was had 88, and I was in 75th place. Gee. For me to jump to 10th place, I needed two inches. That's so, yeah, crazy. it was it was so close. It was definitely anyone's game. But I will say those people that were in first day on day one, they had everything locked in, man, because they they jumped right back up there on day two. They, were, they found a really good bite, you know, so – hats off to them because they did a, yeah. a phenomenal job you think it screwed a lot of people over when they dropped the water oh absolutely man yeah i was i talked like four of my buddies up there and they're like the bite's just not here it's like what there's no top water bite there's nothing i mean we had to resort to a wacky cinco for me you know i mean i threw quite i saw quite a bit of people throwing a wacky cinco you know and i'm i think you talk about tournament preparation and the mindset you've got to adjust on the fly you know, okay, oh, they're yeah. not hitting a jig. They're not doing this. Like, what What are we doing right now? They're not doing anything reaction. Okay, a shaky head or a wacky rig. Uh, let, let's try it. You know, so, I mean, I didn't even have one of them tied on on day one. I don't even <laughs> think I brought a spinning rod with me. So, yeah, it was a big adjustment for me yeah. on day two. And Yeah, but, I mean, you still left with, I mean, top of the pad. Not really, but. Above middle of the pack, just above yeah. it, you know. At least, does that count for uh, AOY points? It does. At I least, get like yeah. 39, I think, 39 points for Angler of the Year okay. points. And I have That's 99 cool. from the first one and then 39 from this one. So I need to do good on the next one if I want to at least have a chance at going into the TOC because I've qualified for the Tournament of Champions and I will definitely be there. I really wanted to go for Angler of the Year in that series, you know, Obviously, my number one goal is to make the 10 house again. That was an epic experience for me. And obviously, the first time I've ever been there. And I, I don't want to ever miss it for the rest of my life. But or until I end up fishing, stop fishing <laughs> professionally forever. But I say that I'm not there 80 years old trying to make the 10. But hey, Rick Clunt's still trying to make classics, man. That's <laughs> right, man. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, I mean, it was. 
I really was hoping for a better, but Hey man, I'm, I can't complain. You know, the year has been the greatest year, obviously for me ever. So, so how was, how was the 10 house then? We were talking man, about that a little bit. It, it was awesome. Absolutely amazing. I got what, words can't even express. What all goes into that then for people who don't know? So what do you mean? Like, how do you get there? What's your well, goal? How, yeah, how do you get there? And then what was your personal goal going into it? Into the Okay. The... So going into the – to get into the 10 house, it's – you take your top three tournament fishes from the KBF trails throughout the year, and those are single-day events, and they're usually two at each trail pl- trail locations. So we have one coming up in Utah. There'll be one on Saturday and one on Sunday. So let's say you take two first there. You have a two first place going into it. That's 600 points at each event. So that's 1,200. And then let's say you have another. So right now I have a first, a first, and a, a third, or second. A first, first, no, first, first, and a third is what I have. So I think I'm sitting in second overall. Josh Stewart is beating me right now by six points because he has a first, first, and a second. And I have a first, first, and a third. So then when you go to the national championships, they'll take those points that you have, and then it's points and a half when you get there. So it's really – I don't want to say it's anyone's game because you still you still need to be at least the, in the top 50 or somewhere around yeah. there. And however you do in the first two days of the national championship, which is the Trail Series Championship, they take that and add them together with what could be your perfect score of 1,800 points going into it of three first-place finishes. And – Obviously, whoever is in the top 10 of all, however many people, you know, I think it's last year it was close to like, I think 800 to 1,000, maybe more. I don't even, I really and truly don't know exactly the numbers. But going in, whenever I took 15th in the Trail Series Championship, and that was enough with my 39th place to put me in literally barely squeaked by in 10th place. I think me and Casey Reed were like half a point off. So, and then once, (laughs) and then obviously that's at the end of the year. Then the 10 starts the next year at the next trail series event. And uh, that's the Florida event, right? Yep. That was Florida this year. Correct. That was the Kissimmee event. I don't know if it's going to be that next year. I think Chad's got something up his sleeve, but man, the 10 was, there's so much that goes into it. There were so many interviews there was that we did. There are so many, like media days, like it was, it was a blast, man. Like, is this, walking, is this similar to what you see at a classic, kind of with all the media and everything? I would say close, like for the kayak fishing, like it's obviously it's a little bit smaller, than yeah. Classic multi billion dollar organization, yeah. But like, yeah. just like, I mean, when you walk in every single room from all the sponsors from kayak bass fishing, you walk into like almost $5,000 worth of gear, three to $5,000 worth of just free stuff sitting on your bed. You know, they pay you, they, they give you a thousand dollars for you come for travel expenses. And obviously Chad's goal is the immediately when you make it into the 10. So you made the top 10. I mean, let's just say, Chris, if you make the top 10 in four to five years from now, you will automatically get a $10,000 check going into the 10 house. Cause you made the top 10. And then instead of fishing for $10,000, we'll be fishing for 50 or $100,000. You know, since it's just, in my opinion, and and in a lot of people's eyes, it's the most sought after position in the kayak industry. You know, like that's literally what everyone talks about and their goal is 
on the KBF side. So obviously we're trying to get that up a little bit higher, but that yeah. takes a lot of work too. Oh yeah, it does. So going into that event, how did you, how did you feel? Did you feel kind of overwhelmed or just ready for the event to start? I was just excited, <laughs> man. There was so much preparation. That was a little bit more challenging because there was like nine bodies of water that we could fish you know, and then Chad threw in another lake that we couldn't pre-fish, but one day before the 10. So there was just so much going into it. I actually didn't even go chest out to test out the new lake. I just stayed on the little sleeper lake that I was on. And uh, yeah, man, it was, I would say a little bit overwhelming, but man, there was so much preparation. I watched every video you can think of on every single lake down there. I read every article everything because obviously florida strand bass are completely different than northern yeah. strand bass and i grew up in mississippi so that's more my style of fishing you know that dirty water that tannic yeah. water so uh man it was it was nerve-wracking but after you slowly started to figure things out like it, it was a blast it was super awesome to have the trail events first because then you could like because this is still a practice day. We can do whatever we want. You know, day one, I completely blew the trail, you know, and uh, I think I took 14th. I had like maybe 80 inches. But day two, I had the biggest bag of both days. I had 98 inches. And that was enough to jump me on the Pro, pro Series and the Tinvitational. So I took second in the Pro Series and the Tinvitational and then won the last day. So after that, I was like, oh, man, do I do I stay on this lake? Can it hold off one more day? Like, what what are we doing here? Yeah. And and it did, man. It it did. It held off. I put up 90 inches both days on the on the 10. I think I had close to like right at 180. So, yeah, man, it was it was epic. Nice, nice, nice. So, um, yeah, so then so where am I trying to go with this? <laughs> So when, what place did you end up? On the 10? Yeah. I won the 10. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, it's because I didn't get a chance to even look back on that thing. No, no, you're the, good. I looked at the trail series Yeah, for that event because I had uh, Brian, who owns Paddle and Finn, was uh, fishing it. But yep, he, he was a, down there. He had a horrible tournament, though. <laughs> Man, it wasn't easy fishing. It was, That's what I they said. The, they said because it was a post run. Yeah, I went to the big lakes and I couldn't catch a fish to save my life. Like it'd be one fish in every six hours. That one fish would be 22 inches. But I mean, if you can't catch a limit, man, that fish is pointless. Yeah. And then uh, after the <clears throat> 10, we went, I had a Bassmaster and uh, we kind of blew that one too, man. That cold front came through, put ice on the water that morning. And instead of pre-fishing on Friday, I went and surprised my mom in Mississippi. So that was my fault for uh, me and my buddy not going to practice and going to see family, but family should always come first. And yeah. then we had the Hobie BOS Toledo Ben, and me and him were on the road for 27 days. So that was a long trip on the road. Yeah, it's it's dedication, man. That's for sure. That's right. I mean, that, that's what you hear with every single – from top to bottom. It's You're on the road a lot. There's a lot of dedication to the craft. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, we're about 21 minutes. This I normally do about 25, 30 minute shows here okay. just to keep it short. And it comes out on the Sunday. So most people are fishing. 
<laughs> yeah. But uh, is there any sponsors or anything you want to throw out? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I better. I better read them because I I, uh, yeah. I got a terrible memory, yo. Yeah, well, I mean, I do the same thing when I make an Instagram post, and I only have like four or five of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's challenging. No, I I literally all the stuff that I do, like I couldn't do it without any of them. Oh yeah, you know, hundred percent. My number one is uh, Yak Rods. They literally have done so much for me. And no questions asked. They're the best rod on the market. Like they literally are designed for kayak anglers and kayak anglers are building them. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of work going into the rods to make them perfect for us to make the butts a little bit shorter where they're not hitting on our, our, our life jacket, or our chest. There's just, there's so many things that they have done for me. So they've played a huge role in all that I've done. Uh, Yak attack. There we go. <laughs> I just joined the uh, Yak Attack team this year, and uh, I've been using their stuff for years. I, I mean, mean from day we one, all do. I, I would say <laughs> pretty much everyone does. So um, I'm super excited to be on their team too yeah. this year, man. I was I was stoked about that. Kayak cushion, the most comfortable thing you'll ever sit on in your life, period. I, I literally can't leave the house without my kayak cushion. I, I I cannot sit without that thing yeah. in my chair. So it's super awesome. I got P line, battle baits, rogue fishing, Newport vessels. The the Newport NK one eighty is oh man, that thing is a beast. Yep. I've tried I tried to break it. And you cannot yeah. break that thing. It's impossible. I plan to have impossible. one by the end of the year. Nice. Those things, man. Nice. Uh, just joined with one objective as well. And going off of that, uh, the company, the battery company I'm with, the lithium batteries, we, they just, uh, went through a rebranding and they are called, uh, Z pro lithium. Nice. So they, we literally, they, they just launched last night. I mean, they've been up for a long time though. They used to be called Amposure and, uh, they've just rebranded to Z pro lithium. And man, they're, they're so nice. A 24 volt system, 50 amp hour weighs like 20 pounds. Yeah. So it's super hard to beat. How long does that last with the Newport? If you're, uh, uh, the Newport, so full throttle somewhere 15 to 20 miles. Okay. And then half throttle. Oh dude, you could probably go 40, 30, 40 miles, Hmm. 20% throttle. You can go 75. Jeez, yeah, but at half throttle, it still runs you at four miles per hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. But I don't go anywhere half throttle, man. I'm just ramming yeah. that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have right now just a regular 55 thrust motor on it. Yeah. I'm on my kayak. And I mean, I mainly use it. I'll put it at like 10%, 10, 15%, and still just stand up and fish and just kind of use the hand steering. Yeah, I yeah. use my feet steering though. I stand yeah. up and then I'll push my feet pedals back and forth. So yep. it's super nice, yeah. man. It's a lot better when you can move around while you're standing fishing, man. That's right. Dude. There. That's right. Yeah. Uh, is there any other ones that you nope. don't want you That's to forget it. anymore, man? That is it. All right. How can people follow you? 
Uh, Instagram is Cody Henley, I think. I'm pretty sure Cody Henley. Yeah. And Facebook is Cody Henley, and YouTube's Cody Henley. I just started a YouTube channel, so yeah, he's been doing pretty good on it, man. That's how I found. I appreciate you it, man. YouTube I'm, channel. I'm, I'm trying. It's <laughs> it's hard, dude. I'm not gonna act like it's not oh, hard. No. It's a YouTube's lot of work putting hard. in putting in those videos. I, yeah. I see why so many people start and they're like, ah, oh, no, never mind. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it pays off in the long run. Yeah, you it know? definitely will. It definitely will. So I'm excited to be in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, and have a good day, man. Hey, absolutely, man. See you, dude. See you. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your midwest premier paddle sports destination go to rocktownadventures.com eastport marina the beautiful destination on dale hollow lake if you're looking for lodging kayaks kayak accessories or anything fishing related on the beautiful dale hollow lake go to eastport.info jig masters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today